Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in Coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Sharp Money, we've got Johnny Models, John Von Model, Jonathan Von Tobel. We'll get to that in a bit. Of course, Dustin Sweetelson on Patrick Maher. What is it? Is it Tuesday? That means. Adam Burke, VEASAN betting analyst, of course, the VEASAN daily baseball bets, the podcast, he's the best. And there's been much debate. So we'll start here. First off. Hi, Berkey. Um, yesterday I mentioned uh, that basically, yeah, Berkey, I mentioned that I battled hurricane Hillary by myself here in California. Your dog was there. I don't, I don't need, I don't need congratulations. It's just, it was me against mother nature. And I was sitting around feeling bad for myself. And I said, I wonder if I'm going to hear from JVT. Nope. Silence crickets. I wonder if I'm going to hear from bill AD, nothing. Brian Rogers. Are you kidding me? He was busy with sandbags trying to keep his house from flooding. I looked down and who, who writes me? How are you doing? My friend. And that is Adam Burke, which led to Jonathan von models telling me yesterday that the nicest person, not just guy, nicest person at V one Adam Burke. Uh, but f- would you but, like to defend yourself? Well, hold on really quickly though, if I could interject. You you're not going to finish what my statement was after I said he was the nicest guy here at Vsin. Did you, Well, first off, you said when I said why didn't you write me about the hurricane, you said because I don't care. Right. And then you said Burke is the nicest guy and then what'd you say? That it creeps me out that you're too nice. Oh. I don't I don't like people that are too nice to me. So, that yeah, I I it's, in all fairness, I just want to complete the statement. I want to be true to myself, so. You're too nice. <laughs> It, this is going to be awkward. It's a, Watch it. he, it's a gift. He's not good with compliments. He's a it's Midwesterner. A Go ahead. No, I, I mean, I reached out to ask you if you had bought a kayak so that you could get around the streets of L.A. <laughs> yes, so yes, let's, let's not did. pretend like I was like, hey, Patrick, are you OK? Do you need me to like send you food or something? No, it was, hey, did you buy a kayak so that you could get around? But <laughs> well, I will say. Maybe you haven't seen the real me. OK, if you think I'm too nice. <laughs> <laughs> I was just kind of hoping that he was going to say, I was actually reaching out because I needed you to do something, but then I realized that you were in the middle of a hurricane. You ruined it by telling me that, so then I couldn't follow up with the request that I needed. Well, I'll keep the compliments going because I told Jonathan I freaking love this, and he said it was the two of you with the brainchild, and that is Jonathan's putting together 
his own model for this forthcoming football season. Then he's going to carry it over into the NBA season, which I think is brilliant and brilliant branding. And you two came up with the idea of kind of a journal situation over at VEASAN.com to follow along with the progress, Burke. I love this. Yeah, look, I mean, you know, it's it's great to give out picks, and obviously we do plenty of that, whether it's on the website or on air, but also there's a lot of equity and a lot of value in teaching people or at least helping people with how to do this for themselves, how to be, you know, kind of self-sustaining with it. And I've always wished that I could be a modeler. I've always wished that I could be somebody that I just key everything into my spreadsheet and I don't have to spend hours upon hours studying the card or having emotion involved in it or anything like that. So I think it's a really interesting thing that JVT is doing where, you know, look, I mean, it's very hard to start something from scratch, especially something you want to try to make money off of. And I think it's going to be great to detail not only the successes and hopefully there are plenty of them, but also the failures because all of us in this business learned from somebody else who had plenty of failures before they got successful with it. So I'm hoping that JVT can really walk everybody through the ups, the downs, the things that you learn as you go, the things that maybe you decide you don't need to do. I think it's going to be phenomenal for the NFL and then also you know carrying it over to the NBA side. Yeah. Uh, if I could add, Patrick, I, I think that's Please. the key point. Um, you know, it's it's going to fail at times, and I think that is the general point of all of this, right? Because you want to learn. You want to see how this is going to go. Uh, there are going to be times where it doesn't work out, and it's really off. And, and I'm already pretty curious. You know, I've gotten the lines for week one uh, right now. I was tinkering with it again yesterday, and there are some numbers that are right in line with where the market is, and there are some that if I really believed in this model, I would be running to a sports book to go and bet. So I'm very interested to see how this works and how it's going to change and how I'm going to change the way that I view football as it goes along. But the whole point is that it is going to fail because this is an endeavor to kind of learn as opposed to, you know, I'm not trying to be Billy Walters this season. All right. I'm just trying to learn what modeling is like and see what some of these smarter guys do on a week to week basis and what that process is going to be like throughout a football season. Speaking of Billy, if you enter Billy as your promo code, you get a free book and a pro subscription over at vcin.com slash subscribe. Now, I think it's awesome. Now, will you take the same tenants as far as the model and then just parlay them to the NBA? Or is it going to be a completely oh. different strategy into Microsoft Excel? No, yeah, it's going to be completely different. Uh, the NBA, I've got to go player-based. So, like, the, the way... The way it works is essentially like the way I've been doing is, you know, you, you can run you can run the regression testing and it tells you like how correlated the way I'm doing it is how correlated are these statistics uh, to the home margin of victory. And you get a number that tells you how correlated it is. And so I've seen that number steadily go up with the different statistics I'm using. Uh, but with the NBA, that number's insanely low. Every time that I'm trying to do different statistics or what I want to do with it, it really throws me off. And on top of that. In the National Football League, the player that moves the needle is one guy. It's the quarterback. You know, there's some other right. pieces here and there, but a quarterback is key. It's a little bit easier to equate one guy and what his value is to a team as opposed to, hey, it's Wednesday in Orlando and the Sacramento Kings are on the second leg of a back-to-back -back and they don't want to play, so De'Aaron Fox isn't going to play tonight. Neither is, you know, uh, uh, the DeMontis Sabonis. We'll use him. How does that factor in? So that's going to have to be player-based. That is a whole other can of worms that I've been diving into as well, which is going to be a little bit of a challenge. But, no, it's going to be really different. I'm looking forward to following along. I think it's a great idea. Great job. Bravo for both of you. Uh, just a couple of random things to start, Berkey, then we'll get to. And, yes, it is Berkey here on the show. I'm sorry, Jonathan. I just think it's the laziest you. of the nicknames. Like you can well, think of so many. You, go ahead. Give you me a suggestion and I'll go with How it. Lazy is I, I never, but here's the thing. Here's the thing. I never came up with my own nickname. That's, that's key. We've talked about this before. You cannot come up with your own nickname. I will always oh, say. Oh, I know. Yeah. Dave. Oh, I know. Dave Koken, the, 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 the great Dave Koken is the first one to ever call me JVT. So that's what I go by. Uh, but 
Berkey is just late. Like everybody calls like Dustin E or you know Patrick E or Berkey. Like no, we gotta <laughs> no, we gotta we gotta no, expand. No, 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 never any of no, we gotta expand here. All right, our friends over at DKN, right? Golicky, they good. They did it all the time. We gotta come up with something different. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Dustin E, would you like to respond? Sounds I mean, like, first of all, sounds, I've been sounds trying, like somebody works at the Hustler Club. Yeah, right? <laughs> I've been trying to get Patrick to call me Swede since 2016, and he won't do it. He's never done it once. My whole no, life, everyone called me Swede. Can I call you Swede? He won't do it. You can't gloss yourself. You just you can't do it. Um, w- one thing that just a random start to your little segment here, Burke, uh, that is Baker Mayfield, QB1. And I think Jonathan brought up the great point. It's like, listen, what are the expectations for the Bucks this year? You used equity, which was a draft pick on Kyle Trask. Why not see what you have with the quarterback? And then you can determine what you have future-wise. And then, you know, ultimately, if Trask fails, then you have a high draft pick. Like, I just don't understand QB1 being Baker. It's not a shock, but do you have thoughts? Well, I think you have to get at least give the illusion that you're trying, right? And and Baker is at least, you know, kind of an established quarterback in, in the NFL. So, you know, I mean, look, it, it's other, it's better than just going with, hey, we're going to go with Kyle Trask and hope that we wind up being able to draft Caleb Williams because ultimately that's their goal for this season is to be in a position to either get Caleb Williams or Drake May, whoever they wind up thinking is the better player long-term. But well, you got to at least, you know, give some effort and, and use Baker here at the outset, I think. I agree that they did use, you know, some measure of draft capital on Kyle Trask, but that just might be a sunken cost at this point for them. So for Baker, you're like, Hey, we're trying, but also the guy's a bottom five NFL quarterback when he's good. So I just feel like for the Buccaneers, I mean, there's incentive to be as bad as humanly possible, regardless of who's behind center. Right. Like the Texans didn't do it last year though. Right. The Texans were like, screw it. We're we're rolling with Davis mills. And if he hits, he hits. And if he doesn't, well, they blew it at the end, but they could have had, you know, they could have had a really solid draft pick and had their crack at Bryce young at the end. Yeah. I mean, Look, you know, I, I don't know what goes on with those internal discussions. I don't know what went on in practice and all that. We all know what Baker Mayfield is. Maybe Kyle Trask has another level that we really haven't seen. But, I mean, honestly, is that big of a difference between the two guys? Probably not. Probably I, not. I submit the uh, the big cleave as a nickname for Adam Burke. <laughs> hey, by the way, uh, JBT, I, I think Houston kind of thought they had something with Mills. Yeah, I think you you could probably argue that. And there was I'm, I'm laughing because there was a, a subsection of people who tried to make the argument that he would be, you know, whatever number quarterback in the first round the year that he came out. Um, so, like, there were thoughts, at least, that maybe he was going to be one of those high upside selections. Uh, but correct me if I'm wrong, Kyle Trask, third round pick, second round pick, somewhere around there, right? I mean, you, you spent a decent amount of draft. Third capital, feels honestly. right. Yeah. Third feels right. Second. So, yeah, that's yeah. equity. Yeah. Like, so, there you go. Right. So, that's a, that's a second round pick. I mean. I feel like second. Wow. Right. Like that's because your point, Adam, like, I think it is, they're viewing it as a sunken cost, but Holy smokes. Like that's a second round pick. That's worth something. See if you got it. Cause Davis Mills at least got a totally crack agree. at it for 17 games. Totally agree. Now uh, another random thought from last night, a fifth round pick, Sam Howell named the starter with the commanders again, context, second and third stringers for the Ravens. But I thought he looked good. And yesterday JVT broke out some advanced stats that maybe downplayed a little bit what he did against the Cowboys last year, but so far he's looked pretty good. Yeah. I think, you know, look, I mean, I think you have to give somebody like Eric B the you know benefit of the doubt here with making a decision. And, and I like, I don't know if there was really a decision to make. I think that this is a situation where they do have to find out about Sam Howell, which really makes me wonder how bad Kyle Trask must look in right. terms of practice yeah. and, good and all that kind of thing. Because I mean, the commanders who have a playoff caliber roster, I would say maybe outside of the quarterback position, 
like they're in a position where if Jacoby Brissett goes out there and plays for them, maybe they do sneak into the playoffs, but maybe Sam Howell is the higher upside guy here. Maybe that's just what the feels like. And it's hard to argue kind of, you know, looking at not only what he did, you know, in that preseason game, and obviously you have to take that with a grain of salt, but also he was a really damn good college quarterback. So, you know, at least there's that where he's got something to build off of. And, and I think Washington probably made the right decision and hey, it helps to have that veteran back up there too, just in case you need him. Sam Howell was yeah. uh, Sam Howell was, I was just looking up the number again here because the other thing that I have thrown out there with Howell is that he does like to take sacks. And when you looked at the pressure that he had in just the one game, but he was under pressure for 12 of his dropbacks. I think he was responsible for, I think three or four of them. So again, it's just about not being able to take sacks. He's a sturdy dude, but it's part of the thing. We don't really account some of the shortcomings for quarterbacks being sticking in the pocket too long, but I think that's something to watch for how behind a bad offensive line. And to further your point, I think he was sacked twice last night and had a couple of passes deflected. Uh, he's not overly tall, but I thought he looked impressive stretching the field as well. Okay. We're just getting started. Jonathan Von Tobel, Adam Burke is here. We've got plenty to do week zero coming up college football, some baseball as well. Stick around. It's VSIN, the sports betting network. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring. With access to over 6 million active hourly workers, snag a job is the all-in-one solution for hiring high-quality employees who can cover all your needs. On demand, tempt to hire part-time or full-time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah, snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, where America goes to hire. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. It's football season, and betters know that this is where the money's made. Nobody knows football like VSIN, and now's the time to become a VSIN subscriber and get our comprehensive college and NFL guides. Only VSIN subscribers get all the tools to prep. For the college and pro football seasons, our experts provide, of course, profiles of every team with advanced stats 
and power ratings, plus best bets on season win totals, division finishes, and player awards. Sign up today for $199. You can receive both the guys. Remember, that $199, though, it gets you the splits. It gets you the picks every day. It's not just about the guides. So that goes through the Super Bowl. I encourage you to check that out. If you want to give it a shot, it's 19 bucks for a month. Trust me, you're going to extend. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe. Johnny Models, Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm Patrick Maher, Dustin Sweetelson. It's Tuesday here on Sharp Money. Adam Burke, VSIN betting analyst. I'm guessing every time you hear us talk about the guides now, you're just like, oh my gosh, these guides, they have overtaken my life because we are updating our NFL betting guide soon here, Burke. Yeah, no, honestly, I like hearing about it because I'm very proud of the work that we put out. I think both guides are exceptional. I think they're the best guides that we've put out in the history of the company here. And the, the guide coming out next Thursday on August 31st is just an add-on. It, it's almost an addendum to the original NFL guide that came out June 29th. We're just going to update some things from the preseason, kind of take a look team by team at maybe some players that stood out in the preseason, maybe things you could look at from a player prop standpoint, either week by week or from a season-long betting perspective. And you know it's going to have some contest strategies in it if you're in something like the Circa Million or the Super Contest or the Survivor or you know something akin to that wherever you're living There's going to be some strategy pieces in that, some stuff on week one, and also the goal here to get a pick for either the season or week one from every single person on air here at the network, along with our entire writing staff. So looking forward to putting that guide out. It'll come out next Thursday, and like I said, it'll just be an add-on to the original guide that we did. I would like to submit um, that statement that these are the two best guides that the VEASAN has ever put out, commonality, the first two guides I've never been a part of, so... (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what would you let, what do you take from that jonathan I, I, I don't know maybe just purely coincidence i don't know purely coincidence. <laughs> okay we gave you enough credit for the johnny model stuff don't don't feel bad john, I, I, uh, again we got to correct this the model is named john von model all right i am not calling myself john von model it's the name of the model okay but going to dustin sweetelson here does johnny models kind of flow better than john von model it does, but the thing I here's the problem. I like the John Von model because Tobel is spelt basically model, just mm-hmm. one letter off. Two. Oh. We've gone we've gone over this a couple of times. I don't I don't see where. Where am I missing? T O B E L M O D E L. M and D T and B. Idiot. Feels right to me still. Feel like I nailed it. Also, the, I mean, to be perfectly honest, um, the reason why I want to stick with the John Von model thing is because I've already bought the, do, the domain name johnvon.com that will go up against kenpom.com. So, of course, I can have my own website just like Ken Palm one day. So that's the point. You guys are into this name. Those that don't know, JVT's father has a vanity license plate representing his son. Is this something you've talked about on the air? Could you please well, explain? See, the thing. You know, Adam's giving me a look. <laughs> Again, you know, like all of these false accusations. My dad had the <laughs> license plate like years before I even got into like school for media. Like JVT has been his thing. So now he alleges that people just harass him because they think it's me driving around with a vanity plate around town. So yeah, no, it's, it, he didn't get it for me. My dad, my dad, when I brought home my first honor roll bumper sticker, my dad laughed and threw it in the garbage. I'm not putting that in my car. So he's not, he's not getting a vanity plate from me. I'll tell you that much. I heard somebody pulled up to your dad on the, uh, at a stoplight today and said, the college football betting guides better without your son. <laughs> Very true. Although so, I mean, Mountain West to uh, down. So I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. 
Yeah, you you know I'm going to be tracking all the Mountain West picks. That's for sure. Tell you that much. We could get into the Mountain yeah. West. Hey, I w- can you do me a favor? Can you make your argument to the guy sitting to your right? And that is Adam Burke for the Cleveland Browns this year. As we know, he is a proud Cleveland representer. And I'm taking a look at the d- division. Plus 150 on the Bengals. Plus 235. We saw the Ravens last night. They're loaded everywhere. But JBT, all, all kidding aside, you do like this rate, this Browns team this year, plus 380 in division, sell Berkey on them. I think, I think Burke probably knows where I'm going. I'm betting on the upside of Deshaun Watson, right? That Deshaun Watson, not exactly 2020 Deshaun Watson, but near 2020 Deshaun Watson shows up because if he does, then everything around him is good enough for that team from a probability standpoint to have a higher chance of winning that division than pl- what plus 380 would indicate. I think when you put all those pieces together, there's something there with a good playoff team and you know, look, the outcomes for Cleveland, I think you'd agree, they are vast. Like, if they end up with six wins and they end up with 11 wins, I don't think I'd be surprised if any of the outcomes in between. But I think, you know, in the grand bell curve, I think there are more outcomes in the middle where they're winning 9, 10, 11 games and challenging for the division than what plus 380 would indicate. Yeah, I can't argue with any of that. I mean, from a roster construction standpoint, this is a really, really, really good football team. But as JVT mentioned with, you know, his model and, and how he's kind of processing the NFL, the quarterback just means so much in this whole cog. And for Cleveland, it's Deshaun Watson. And we don't really know exactly what we're going to get. I don't think the six game sample from last year really told us a lot. Kevin Stefanski allegedly completely remade the offensive playbook, looking in, at past plays that Watson did really, really well. He has all the talent around him to be very, very successful, including a good offensive line. If Deshaun Watson's a top 10 quarterback, Cleveland will be a top four team in the AFC. If Deshaun Watson is a middle of the road quarterback, Cleveland may be a wild card team, may just miss out. If Watson is a bottom half of the league quarterback, then the worst case scenario that JVT mentioned, they could be a seven win team, six win team, something like that. And then really have to figure things out for the future because they're tied to this guy for a long time for a lot of money. Okay. Let's transition a bit and go week zero. Do you guys feel like now that we're touching 21, with Navy catching on Saturday, of course, this is going to be played in Dublin, Notre Dame and Navy it's starting to get to a place where we take here. Jonathan, 78% of the production across the offensive front for Navy back 84, 85% of the production rush yards coming back. That is the triple option. That's what they do. So what I'm telling you is this is a Notre Dame team. That is most of their front seven's gone. Their top three pressure creators are gone. Obviously they have studs replacing them, but that could take a little time to start the season. It's a vet Navy team coming into a situation where you're catching 21. Once we got past that 20 and a half, do you start to look at the take on 21? Uh, I think so. I mean, as somebody who thinks that this is an overplay, I think I would lean toward taking 21 points because part of the over is that I think that there is some explosiveness with Navy's offense, that there's not going to be uh, a consistent ability to stop Navy and that would add to the scoring. So I would lean a little bit in that direction if you're talking about asking, taking, or, or laying it. And this is also a Navy team, too, that I think this season, by all accounts, especially with their quarterback, it might be a little bit better as a downfield passing team that we've seen in years past. And that adds to the ability to score. So I would very much lean toward the underdog side. It does play into the thinking that I think they're going to have a good offensive day against Navy or excuse me, against Notre Dame. That's why I think the over is in play here. But if we're talking about side, where you're going laying it or taking it, I think I'd rather be at the side of 21 as opposed to laying it. Okay. Burke. 
in my power ratings, I have it 24 and a half, but I will say I don't adjust my power ratings based on what the total of the game is. And this is a lower total at 50 and a half. And of course, anytime you get an option offense, like, you know, one of the service academies, you would expect a little bit lower scoring of a game. So if I were to adjust my numbers based on the total, I'd probably be down around 22 and a half, maybe 22, something like that. So not that far off of the market. I think there are a couple of questions here. The first is, you know, it is week zero. Notre Dame has had all offseason to prep for the option because they play Tennessee State in week two. They don't have to worry about that game at all. They don't have to worry about a game until September 9th against NC State. So they can work on that game while getting ready for Tennessee State. So they've been able to put everything this offseason into this first game against Navy. And we know that defending the option is much easier when you have extra time to prepare for it. The second thing is they kind of changed some of the blocking rules for, you know, that are really going to impact the service academy teams in terms of, you know, those cut blocks on the outside, the chop blocks, stuff like that. So that's something that could ultimately hurt this team. The other thing is, if you're Notre Dame, you have tremendous incentive to get Sam Hartman as comfortable as possible in this offense. He might throw 35, 40 times in this game. If he does, an undersized Navy defense may have a hard time keeping up with that passing attack, and the offense never changes its spots no matter what the score is. So I would lean a little bit towards Notre Dame, but this is not a game that I've, I've bet on here, either side or total. How about an overview going out? You just mentioned Hartman. They've got an adult. They've literally got a pro six years in playing quarterback. What do you think about this? Are they a fringe playoff team? Would you go that far with Notre Dame? I don't think so. I mean, I have them for 8.94 wins. So obviously nine wins isn't going to get you in that playoff discussion. They'd have to, you know, pull off a couple of games that, you know, maybe I don't expect them to. I think the UFC game is tough at home. I think the Clemson game on the road, I have a touchdown dog roll for them in that one. So I don't think they're going to get there, but I am curious to see, you know, what this offense looks like with Hartman and also if they throw it around a little bit more. Will you call your numbers like Berkey's barometer? I don't really have a name for him. You yeah. can name him if you want. All right, I'll think of some. Think of some. Did you come I, up with I, a nickname I can be for Burke Adam Von yet? Models. No, I, <laughs> I told you, the Big Cleave. The Big Cleave? Yeah. He's from Cleveland. Big Cleave. It's not terrible. Yeah. And again, just just to clarify, I'm Patricky and he's Dustiny. Yeah, that's how it works. <laughs> Why not Dusty? Why not Dusty? Well, I don't know. Apparently, all we do is add E at the end of names, and that's how we roll with nicknames nowadays. <laughs> nicknames okay. used to be a sacred I, art. Did you get into the gummies? Jonathan Von Tobel, Adam Burke, I'm Patrick Maher, of course, Dustin Sweetelson. When we return, we've got a number plummeting, and that is Florida and Utah. I'm taking a look right now. Utah's down to five. We'll discuss why coming back. VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Okay, right before Sharp Money today, two legends got together Billy Walters and, of course, Brent Musburger. You can go to VSIN.com to check that out. But remember, for a limited time, you can get a free copy of Billy Walters' new book. When you become a VSIN Pro annual subscriber. So just sign up and use the promo code Billy, B I L L Y, and get an entire year of VSIN Pro access to our daily best bets, season prep betting guides, 24 7 video pro tools like our exclusive betting splits. Pretty great. I mean, the, the interview was awesome. And the book, you're going to learn a lot. It's called Gambler Secrets from a Life at Risk by Billy Walters, the greatest better of all time. And again, use the promo code Billy, get an annual subscription. Right here on VSIN. Copies are limited. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe. Okay, we talked about a number that's dancing. Jonathan Von Tobel, Adam Burke, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. Let's talk about it. Uh, JBT, I'll set you up here. 
Nine and a half, the opener. I heard Berkey say we could find a 10 with Utah hosting Florida home and home for these two. I just saw it get hit down to four and a half. Tell us why, Jonathan, and why that number's not done dancing. So, so I think the the market clearly is you know hedging its uh, hedging a little bit here and expecting that Cam Rising is not going to play, and so you get that move. And what's fascinating about things like this is I and it happens a lot. I use my NBA thing right. You get a lot of like two moves. You'll get the initial move, which is the thought of ooh he's questionable, maybe he's not going to play, and then you get the other move after the person is officially announced out. So the fact that we're now down to four and a half. If Cam Rising is ruled out, I am willing to bet um, that this thing is probably going to get under three, just given the move and where we're at and given what the quarterback situation is at this point right now. So if that does get under three, Adam, I think that, sorry, Berkey, I think that I would then come back if it's under three, if we're talking two and a half and actually come in on Utah. Yeah. I mean, look, also, I don't think Florida's that good of a team. And I think that, you know, we kind of saw that show up in the offseason markets where there wasn't a whole lot of love for Florida. There's not a whole lot of love for Billy Napier, a lot of people think that his seat is very, very hot this year. We know that Kyle Whittingham is an outstanding head coach as well. So that's something that, you know, is kind of in Utah's back pocket here, where even if rising doesn't play, you've got the altitude as a possible factor here in Utah's favor. You've got a coaching mismatch, I would say. And I just feel like Utah, I mean, I would have had this game double digits if rising was playing. And obviously it was up there anyway at nine or 10. I actually had it as high as 14 in my power ratings. So I just think Utah is a much, much better roster overall. And if it is Bryson Barnes who plays, I mean, Bryson Barnes in limited time last year looked pretty good. So, you know, I don't know if he's on Cam Rising's level and from an experience level, he's not. But it's not like they're going to be completely inept at the quarterback position, I wouldn't think. If I could add to Patrick really quick, because what what makes this dynamic, I think, a lot more interesting is the fact that this is that 5 p.m., 8 p.m. Eastern you know, uh, week one matchup between two programs right. are at least recognizable so that if Cam Rising indeed doesn't play in the first week of college football, you're going to get the public better come in and just hear, oh, starting quarterbacks out. Let's just hop in on Florida and the SEC team, the perceived better team. Like, I'm really curious to see how far, how low this gets if Rising indeed does not play because two and a half could be putting it mildly. It, it could maybe go a little bit further. And I know Dustin has a take, but just quickly go back to you, Adam, on this, because I found what you just said fascinating. I totally agree. I mean, the program was gutted when Napier got there, to be fair to him, and this is year two. I still think there's a long way to go, just talent-wise, with Florida and the SEC. Uh, but your true number, let's call the nine and a half the opener. Yours is closer to two touchdowns at 14. Yeah, I, I had this one 14, and then I was kind of looking at the market, and I thought, all right, well, maybe I'm just a little bit high on Utah, independent of the Cam Rising injury. So I, I brought it down to 12. But look, I have this Florida team fighting for bowl eligibility. I have them with 5.52 wins this year. So I think this could be a really, really big down year for them, especially because South Carolina's on the rise. I think I really like Kentucky this year with Devin Leary there and Liam Cohen back as the offensive coordinator. Obviously, Georgia is, you know, a special kind of team. They play LSU. They play Arkansas. Those are two tough games, obviously, for Florida. I just don't think this Florida team is all that good, and the schedule doesn't do them any favors either. So we'll find out a lot about them here in this game. And if they do lose to Utah on a second or a third-string quarterback or whatever the case may be, and they lose in pretty ugly fashion, I think that you start the countdown on Billy Napier. Big guy, it's down to four and a half with Utah laying it. Yeah, I mean, full disclosure, I haven't done my research on Florida yet, but I can't imagine they could be any worse than they were a year ago. And Billy Napier had a track record of doing more with less uh, when he was at Louisiana, right? Like he was thought to be a good coach. I still think it was a questionable hire because of the fit. 
thought to be a good coach, but it's not just Cam Rising being hurt. Like, we're talking Brandon Rose, their big recruit, is hurt too. That means Bryson Barnes could start. He's a walk-on. I get they have all the other pieces. I know the offensive line is strong. I know the defense returns a lot of guys for Utah. You're still walk, uh, trotting out a walk-on quarterback against an SEC team. And for as bad as Florida's been at times, I just looked back. I just looked. Uh, they're out of conference against Power Five non-SEC schools. So out of conference against the big guns. They're eight and three going back to 2018. So they may stink. They may be down, but there's still an SEC team taking on a potentially walk-on quarterback. If I could, too, Adam, what do you – we always talk about sides because sides are always the popular like part. We could see this get to, like, 44-and-a-half. I saw an opener of 50-and-a-half. Is Camp Rising worth six points to a total? Uh, no, I wouldn't think so. I would right? Especially early in the year, and especially when you consider, again, they're – I mean, who's in game shape at this point in time? You would like to think that, you know, everybody is in game shape. That's just not going to be the case. There's a reason why in the NFL, the Denver Broncos are ridiculously good in week one and week two. Teams aren't up to game speed. They're not, you know, they don't have the same endurance levels. Florida, sure, they practice in, you know, the heat and humidity of of the Sunshine State. But now they're going to elevation in Salt Lake City. This is the type of game where if Utah is very physical in the first half, they may just wear Florida down and may not have to throw the ball in the second half. This is random. Jonathan, you were talking about it yesterday with Dustin, but I want to ask you two a question, and it's a random one, but uh, 307 rotation, Ohio-San Diego State, week zero, is the wrong team favored, okay? Ohio's going to have the best player in work. His brother was awesome at quarterback there as well. This offense is loaded. The wide receivers are great. The backfield has some nice parts coming back. The line is loaded with vets. Eight offensive starters in total coming back for this Ohio team. And conversely, San Diego State, that defense, as you know, Jonathan, was great last year. They lost everybody up front. Yeah, everybody. So the production isn't coming back. I think the wrong team's favored here. I I think, look, I'm the the only trepidation I would have here is what does Rourke look like coming back from the ACL? Because he, too, had his own ACL injury, and you don't know how that impacts a guy in the first game in live competition on the road. Uh, I think, you know, we have the the conspiracy theory. I think we talked about this, Patrick, when you were off for the first hour, but the fact that the uh, fans last year didn't like going to Snapdragon at the beginning of the season, so it was a weak home field. But I think overall, my only concern would just be Hey, what does Rourke look like? And that's why I think I would be like, I think the market's getting this right and driving it down. I'm not sure if I get all the way to wrong team is favored. By the way, Snapdragon, I heard your, I remember what you discussed yesterday. So you guys remember to open the season at San Diego state, the sun became a major issue. Like where people were like passing out in the stands, the game is 4 PM proper. So it's going to be literally right there as the sun is beating down. I don't know if that means anything with the total sitting 49. Um, no fans, but again, no home field. Let's go. No home field. That's right. Ohio, San Diego State. Do you have an opinion here, Adam? Well, my line is San Diego State minus half a point. So yeah. virtually a pick em situation. I would have Ohio favored on a neutral by a point and a half. So wrong team favored. No, not necessarily. But I do agree with this line move, and I do agree with this line coming down. I also agree with what JVT said about, you know, we don't know exactly how Rourke is going to look. And the biggest thing for him is he's a dynamic runner. He's a true dual threat quarterback. And if he doesn't have that full on mobility, the one thing that really hurt Ohio last year is that their defense was not very good at all. So they have to be able to score points just in case the defense has some lapses here. 
even though it is San Diego State and they're not a great offensive team, they were a lot better with Jalen Maiden at quarterback last year when he took over. So I could maybe see some points in this game, but it may be a live betting situation where I need to see how Rourke looks and then I can go from there. So you so you say you made it a half point. How much of an edge do you have to have for you to consider it playable? Early in the season, a little bit more yeah. just because, you know, I mean, I got to my power ratings very late because I do all the baseball stuff with the article and the podcast and all that kind of thing. So I got to my power ratings late. The market had already kind of taken shape and, and set up a little bit. So I need a little bit more of an overlay, but also it's dependent on where the line is, right? Like if it's around a key number, that's more important. If it's a game like, you know, FIU and, and uh, Louisiana tech this week, my line is 16. I played it at minus 10, but I would probably need, you know, four points in that range to actually play it as opposed to a number closer to a key number. I might only need, you know, two, two and a half points, something like that. Yes. But more importantly, FIU and La Tech, why aren't we all betting the over 58 and a half, Adam? Let's go. Bachmeyer in. He's essentially, he's 27, 20. He's like 29 years old, the kid from Boise. Grayson James can sling it. And these two defenses stink. FIU, La Tech, 58 and a half. We over? I don't do a whole lot of totals. Uh, I don't really model totals or anything like that. I just have my power ratings, so I do a lot of spread betting. But I mean, Louisiana Tech was one of the worst defenses in the country last year. And as you mentioned, they actually have a quarterback now in Bachmeyer who can run this air raid offense that Sonny Cumbie wants to run. So I would definitely expect points before I would expect the opposite. You mentioned the overlay and how much you need to see there to fire. That's the one thing you're going to have to be disciplined with your model, JVT, is you have to stay married to it, right? Like you can't take your opinion and implement Anything. You no. got to be married to the model. That's the whole point. There's going to be no worry there. Okay. Smug. He's so smug. We're back. Jonathan Von Tobel. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard to snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Snag a job is where America goes to hire with the deepest talent pool in hourly hiring with access to over 6 million active hourly workers. Snag a job is the all in one solution for hiring high quality employees who can cover all your needs on demand, tempt to hire part time or full time. You name the position, warehouse worker, retail associate, grocery store, clerk, fitness trainer, baker, stylist, bellhop, podcast producer. Yeah. Snag a job's got a worker for that. With our easy-to-use platform, you're able to seamlessly post and fill available positions quickly with a dedicated customer support team to provide all the help you need along the way. Kind of nice knowing you have a talent pool like that in your own backyard, right? Snagajob is the partner you need to keep your business running smoothly. So visit snagajob.com or text snag to 242424 to talk to an expert. Snagajob.com, 
where America goes to hire. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, shout to the bull. Bet on the bull, 960 AM. How about this, fellas? North Carolina has its first station dedicated to sports betting and its latest affiliate to join the VEASAN family. So welcome. You can hear VEASAN and more sports betting discussion every day on Bet on the Bull, 960 AM in Greenville, the area surrounding. Welcome to everybody listening in Greenville and all around North Carolina. It's a tremendous part of the country. We welcome you, 960, Bet on the Bull. We welcome you back. It is VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Jonathan Von Tobel, he's awake. He's ready. Adam Burke, DJ, let's talk about it, boys. Uyunglele, Oregon State, you're both high potentially on him. Eight and a half season win total. Great job last year. Uh, let's talk about DJ and his prospects, Jonathan. Uh, first off, the bull up there for nicknames of radio stations around the country. I just want to say that probably you're good with that nickname. Yes, you're uh, not it, good with Berkey, but you're good with the. If bull. I was making a Dustin type top ten list, the bull would definitely be on my top ten of radio station nicknames. So that's absolutely yes. true. Um, <laughs> no, I, look, I'm kind of high on Oregon State. The you know you alluded to it, Patrick, last year best ATS team in the country. I think they were surpassed by Tulane, maybe in the bowl win or something. But the best team to bet on in the country in the regular season, without a doubt. And I, I think we actually – this follow me here. I think we actually got some admission from Clemson that they screwed it up with DJU by going to get a new offensive coordinator. They, like, their system now is more – you know, it comes from now the Sonny Dykes column, so it's TCU-SMU. I always forget the guy's name, but the new offensive coordinator over at Clemson. And I bring that up because I still think there is a high ceiling for DJ Uyunglele. And now in a system where I think he's going to be very well coached in a very well coached and run program all over the place, like at every single level – I think we're going to see a good version of DJ. And even then, the upside for DJU was actually pretty solid. Some of the games that they blew were largely because of mismanagement from the sideline or a defense that couldn't stop a nosebleed at times, namely their secondary. I'm looking at the Wake Forest game as a reminder. They, I, I think there's still some really solid upside. So now I get him, and I think a, a well-coached team, and that was one of the best ATS teams in the country. I think this is going to work out pretty well for Oregon State. I think so, too. I mean, look, I think that, you know, Garrett Riley, by the way, is the offensive coordinator for Clemson. I think with Jonathan Smith, this is – look, I mean, DJ was sought after by a lot of schools, Mm -hmm. right? I mean, he was a highly touted recruit. He's obviously a talented kid. Maybe Clemson just wasn't the right fit for him. Jonathan Smith played the position at Oregon State, was a longtime quarterback's coach, including a stint with Washington 2014-2017, where he was the offensive coordinator – DJ had to walk into that room and Smith had to say something that got him to go there. I mean, Corvallis is a much different place than playing down in the Southeast and playing in the ACC, but being able to play at a program where you you play some of those premier bowl games, Oregon state doesn't really have that type of history, despite the fact that they're really building this program in a positive way here under Smith. I have them for 8.64 wins. So pretty much in line with the market, but I do think that this could be a really, really good fit for DJ on a really good roster this year. Remember the three losses, 10 wins for Oregon state, which is crazy. And Jonathan Smith did a great job, but the three losses, um, USC in mm-hmm. Los Angeles, um, on the road, Utah and Washington, no USC to deal with this year. Jonathan Washington, UCLA and Utah are all home games. So again, it could be the best offensive line in the country, Oregon state. Um, you mentioned DJ, an infusion there. 
totally sold by the former quarterback. It's, I mean, this is a program that's been around for a hundred and what, 510 years and had like 40 winning seasons. So last year was an exception and an exceptional year. Yep. And this year could be pretty good. You look at that stretch after Utah, that that's a stretch where you can do some damage at Cal versus UCLA at home at Arizona at Colorado home versus Stanford before you host Washington. I, I don't know if the ATS results are going to be there this year, Patrick, because everybody's going to see them coming and there will be a market adjustment and an awareness of how good this team was a season ago. But from a win total and a result standpoint, that success could still be there because this is a very manageable schedule from the start of non-con on the road against the San Jose State team that defensively doesn't bring back anything at all. And going on from there, UC Davis, uh, a beatable San Diego State team. Uh, th- I think this is a team that's a candidate to go over their win total. Yeah, I mean, I have them favored in nine games, and their yep. biggest underdog role would be in the Civil War, or whatever they're calling that game now, in the rematch against Oregon where they're an eight-and-a-half-point dog in Eugene. But, you know, I mean, that's a game that they won last year at home in dramatic fashion. So. I mean, this is an Oregon State team. We used to talk about them regularly being a double-digit dog. I have their biggest dog roll, eight and a half points this year. So I do think the market will absolutely catch up. And I don't know. I mean, maybe they become a fade team in the second half of the year if DJ looks really good and they get off to a great start. So that'll be just kind of a read and react thing, I think, with the Beavers. I'd assume Utah, Washington, Oregon, the three teams, or three games they are underdogs in, yeah? Yep. Mm-hmm. Two of them are at home, as yep. Patrick mentioned. You know what's crazy is – we have been waiting for this version of the Pac-12 for like a decade. It's here. It's going away. The conference is loaded, boys. It's a really, it's a really good conference this year. Would I, you disagree? No, that's also why I think that you know people who have expectations for USC to make a playoff run. I'm just not sure if it's there. The back end of their schedule is brutal with who they have to face this season. Front end is great. They should be, I think, six and zero. Oh. Who's the first of the big boys to have on their schedule? I can't. But the first six games for USC, perfectly manageable, perfectly winnable. They're going to be big favorites. But once you get to the back half of that schedule for USC, it's a gauntlet for them, and I, I think it's going to be a, a, a very big challenge to. Get get into the playoff, just given what they're going to have to go through in conference play. Yeah. Their first big game on the road in South Bend, they take on Notre Dame in week seven. I have them at least an 18 point favorite in their first six games. So that'll also be really interesting from a Caleb Williams Heisman standpoint, because if they're that big of a favorite in their first six games, he's going to have the chance to put up ridiculous numbers, but then the schedule as JVT mentioned really, really stiffens up in the back half of the year. So you may be able to grab some decent price plays around you know, the midpoint of the season in that Heisman market. Does Circa offer yes, no Heisman? I assume they do. I mean, because I mean that would be an opportunity, right? Th- yeah. That was first six games they go through. He's plus five fifty. Absolutely destroys some really bad teams. That number starts to shrink and shrink and shrink to like what two to one, something like that. You can come in on the back end and better no. For those that don't know, Jonathan Von Tobel is a man of many talents. He's also your sideline broadcaster for UNLV football. He will say the backup, but I'm just going to say he is your prominent sideline reporter. I'm only on three games this year. I'm the backup. Okay, take it easy. Take it easy. Let me jockey a little bit. You're mean to me. I'll be nice to you. Uh, Expectations. I wanted, I I apologize because I wanted to give you more time to space out here, but just as a person that grew up there, expectations for the program, what should they be? Odom feels like a big hire for them, to be fair, contextually. Uh, five and seven last year started off really well and completely fell apart. I don't know what happened with Arroyo because I saw him every day on commercials when I lived there. It felt like they really liked the kid and they gave him three years. Um, six is the total. Unders juiced up to a dollar eighty. Expectations for this team this year. I mean, I'll say really quick, as somebody who at least got to be around Arroyo a little bit, it was the interpersonal relationships that kind of screwed him over. It wasn't like the uh, the nicest guy behind the scenes to some important people. Um, but having said that, 
Look, I think if you're talking big picture, I don't think it's unfair to think with this market, the money that's getting put into the program that like, a, you know, an average of six-ish wins and going to your bowls, you know, almost every single season, I, I don't think is unattainable for being out here in Las Vegas. You know, they have a new football complex. They have that arena that they play in now that, of course, is a, a pro stadium. I, I don't think it's crazy to think that UNLV could ultimately become, you know, a general six and six and then on a good off year, eight and four type team. The I want to ask you during the break about that Arroyo thing. Uh, remind me um, the expectations Odom coming in. Did that feel like a big hire for you in this program? I think it's it's out of left field in that a lot of the names that were thrown out there were not Barry Odom, right? Who was at Arkansas from Missouri, all that kind of stuff. So I, I think it's it feels bigger because he's got SEC ties. But, it, look, they gave him a lot of money, so I would say at the very least, uh, I think that there are some expectations that he is going to improve a team that was on the fringe of a bowl last season. Adam, what's the expectations there as far as your numbers in UNLV? Yeah, 5.02 wins for me, but I think something that's really interesting for UNLV as this season goes along, the bottom of the Mountain West is quite bad. I mean, it's really not good. Nevada is definitely down. Hawaii is still trying to figure a lot of things out. San Jose State isn't that good of a team. Uh, you know, they play New Mexico. That's a road favorite spot for them. So if Odom has some success with this team early on in the season, then I think they could be a decent bet on team in the back half of the year. And if nothing else, I would certainly expect a guy like Odom to fix this defense and kind of get them you know, back on the right track a little bit. What were the expectations quickly in a minute? Sanchez, when he was hired from Bishop Gorman at UNLV, was that thought of as shtick in Las Vegas or was that thought of as a big time hire? Uh, that was thought of doing some favors. <laughs> I think for the most part, <laughs> getting I got that you. job. Yeah. Well put, well put. Uh, <laughs> I heard we could go. Well, I won't say what I heard anyway. Okay. Let's just say Barry that. Uh, thank Tony Sanchez for that nice new football facility that's out there at UNLV. We'll okay. That that's yeah. that's well put. And it is it is beautiful. Because didn't people don't know they didn't they used to play all the way out in Henderson UNLV football? Oh yeah, Sam Boyd was great. Big dirt lots. Got drunk out there a bunch. It was awesome. <laughs> Good for you. Responsible. We appreciate it. Uh, okay. When we return, you mentioned the top ten. We'll get to that and more as I mean, we continue. Uh, you return tomorrow, Patrick. The show's over. <laughs> oh. You know what? So much fun with you, Jonathan. <laughs> I completely got lost. Thank you, Jonathan, for doing the two days. I had a blast. Uh, Adam, thank you so off. much. I should have let it go. I, dude, I literally thought we had another segment. You want to just do it? See what Tim and Sean say. Okay, we'll see you tomorrow here on a Sharp Money. It's VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Berkey, thank you. Of course, Jonathan, thank you. Dustin, great job. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Being a chef means keeping your cool in the kitchen. And with Resi Priority Notify and Global Dining Access through my Amex Platinum card, right this way, it's nice to try someone else's food for a change. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You know that feeling when you walk into your home, take a deep breath, and feel new? Well, that's what it's like to use Clorox Sentiva. Because Clorox Sentiva smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy. 
It'll elevate any cleaning routine to not just clean, but also make every room smell like a tropical coconut getaway. Discover how Clorox Sentiva's powerful clean and refreshing scents can transform your space. Get yours in coconut or other fabulous scents at a nearby retail store.